Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has over 120 podcasts containing information about aviation technologies and pilot experiences for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 2,200 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology, telecommunications, and aviation industries. This Plane Talk episode is graciously sponsored by MyGoFlight. Founded in 2010 by passionate aviators, MyGoFlight is recognized in the aviation space as the premium brand for those who fly. As aviators, the folks at MyGoFlight understand how important it is not to cut corners because doing so creates risk. From kneeboards to all of the different iPad mounts, cases, cradles, flight bags, luggage, anti-glare glass, all MyGoFlight products are designed to bring the information a pilot needs to see so that they can fly head up, eyes out, and safe. Again, thanks so much to my GoFlight for sponsoring this episode. Well, we're here at the Toronto Buttonville Municipal Airport in uh, early October 2023s with some really cool guys that have driven uh, hours from uh, Smoketown, Pennsylvania. Is that right? That's correct. I'd like to welcome into the Plain Talk cockpit Kendall Horst from Lancaster Aero. Aircraft LLC, really cool maintenance shop and paint shop down in uh, Pennsylvania. And Ray Frank, Ray's an airline pilot. And the connection between the boys is the love of uh, biplanes and RVs. They're up here in uh, scenic downtown Markham taking apart an RV6, affectionately called G-Doc, was uh, built by uh, a Buttonville Flying Club member. Uh, Dr. John Cocker, which is why he named it G-Doc. The boys uh, have purchased it, uh, taking it apart to a thousand pieces in the hot Toronto sun. By the way, seasonally hot for October in Canada, by, by the way, to get inside, get it inside a, a truck and bring it to its new home down in Pennsylvania. Welcome, folks. Welcome to the Plain Talk Cockpit. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, Kendall, what what made you decide to buy this uh, little baby? Yeah, occasionally uh, a wave of craziness comes over me, and I, you know, see a good project, and I think, wow, you know, I should, I should uh, go for it. Some work out, and some don't, but most do. I've got a number of these under my belt now, and uh, they're always more work than you ever imagine, but they're fun, and it's it's. Uh, it's fun to see your your hard work, you know, turn into something neat. Yeah, and I think the good news it was a a flying airplane, till it I, I believe had a little That's tiny right, mishap. Yeah. Doctor John uh, Cocker built it in his garage, uh, joining his his house. Flew it all over uh, the place. Eventually sold it to some other friends of mine, uh, Billy Lowe and John Van Leeshout, and I had the good fortune to go flying in in G Doc, as did my my son, on uh, a bunch of occasions. That airplane's been uh, 
all over Canada and as I think as far south as the Bahamas. That's right. Yeah, that was in the log. That was yeah, we were looking at that on the way up. So the airplane is well traveled. It sure is. So so Ray, as a airline pilot, what made you decide to spend some time with uh with Kendall taking this thing apart to a thousand pieces? Well, you know, he's a good friend of mine and, and you know, the connection's always the love of little airplanes. So um you know, I'm always up for an adventure. I happen to be on vacation, so so here I am. You come up and help your friends out. But, uh, yeah, it's a good trip. Uh, I'm actually thankful for the weather. I was expecting cold and windy, so I'll take the heat, and it makes the job a lot easier. So, yeah. yeah certainly you timed it right, because this would be way better than uh, cold, snow, ice. That's right. Yeah, we'll take, take a little heat over the cold for sure. Trying to do what you're doing on an icy ramp, not... Not so much fun. That wouldn't be any fun. No. Uh, especially when you fall, slip, trip. Yes. What's in the in the cards for G-Doc? Well, first off, we uh, need to get it home and, um, you know, clean it up, keep doing more disassembly to inspect for any hidden damage and do a full assessment and then kind of put together a game plan of what we want to see out of the airplane, probably be... Certainly paintwork, probably interior refurbishment. Certainly we'll do an engine inspection after it unfortunately and I had a prop strike. There'll be some sheet metal work that I see needing to be addressed. Past that, uh, it's probably probably going to be put back in the air as you know as quickly efficiently as possible without trying to make it all brand new. It is a 1500 hour old airplane and it's and it's in good shape but um it's it's ready for a a uh, spa treatment so to speak owning lancaster aero uh, sure you, you got all the all the staff and resources and folks to do sure, this right? yeah we have a we have a team of 10 at lancaster aero and uh, we have about five guys in paint uh, three in maintenance and a couple of admin myself I get to do everything. I'm the chief cook and bottle washer. I do everything from, you know, go buy the toilet paper to sign off uh, all our paint jobs. So uh, I get to I get to do everything. Must be kind of fun when you start to think in your mind about what that new paint scheme on G Docs yeah. can look like. Yeah, I, I, that's the fun of it for me. I've been uh, involved in aircraft restoration since. I was a, a boy, as Ray has too, with his dad. We both have that in common, and it gets in your blood and your DNA. And um, I think we were threatening to make this the last one as we were sweating buckets out there. But I think we'll, you know, you you get cooled off and you get more energy, and then you're like, wow, let's go do it again. So have you picked out uh, a new November registry, like maybe, you know, November? I, I do. I have one in mind. What do you got in mind? It's kind of like my house number and my wife and I's initials. So it, it might, it's about as, I don't know. I was going through available ones, and unfortunately, we have to do three numbers and two letters. So we're not allowed to do all letters. But I like G-Doc. I think that's cool. Because Ray and I both like pulling G's. So, and we, we talk about G treatment. So the doctor of G, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd change it to G-Lock. G lock, yeah, that would be better. Or, or you could go uh, G doc triple niner. Yeah, I I thought as soon as I saw the end number, I thought 
I wonder how many G's he pulls, you know, if he goes out there and G's it up every time. Well, yeah, I don't think he did. It's did for no acro. I noticed yeah, that so right no, away. No yeah, the, the boys, uh, you know, and I know the guys uh, quite well. I think they're a little too conservative. I, I, I never saw them carrying parachutes and uh, helmets with them out to the airplane. Yeah, Ray and I both have purpose-built acro machines, so that's not that's not what I'm after. It. You know, some guys think uh, RVs are great acro machines, and they may you know do great loops and rolls, but for for intended aerobatics, we have other airplanes. And you're you're putting your life in Doctor John's hands. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The the build quality was. Uh, you know that was the big unknown coming up, and we had talked about that on on the drive up. But uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, RV sixes are not an easy build, so uh, yeah. Overall, the skin work is great on the airplane. He did a really nice job building that airplane, so we we were we were surprised about that. Not being part of the build, but just knowing the man, I could say he was meticulous. Yeah, so, you know, as you go further back in the lineage of RVs, they become more and more hand-built, and it's apparent this one wasn't a a pre-punched kit. You know, he had to do his homework on this, and there's a lot more work involved in a 6 than a, you know, 14 or even a 12. Uh, RV 12, you can take it out of the box and rivet it together. I call it a Lego airplane, but I don't want to offend anyone. No, no. We wouldn't want to do do that. I was thinking Meccano. I was, was watching you guys yeah. working, getting the landing gear straightened out, or figured out rather, and some blocks to stabilize the aircraft. Yeah. I'm going, this is like a huge Meccano kit. This would be super yeah, fun. It's, it's a lot of pieces. And there's it's, compli- it's complex. Uh, you know, vans, even between a six and seven, they greatly simplified it some of my my friends are building uh, rv14s and they're putting like 2,000 2,500 hours based upon sure. a quick build kit sure. that's hard to say quick build kit quick build, yeah. yeah yeah it's you know in my mind this is the way to do it either buy the airplane completed or you know take a chance on a a bid project like Kendall did, but you uh, can be a builder or a flyer, and sometimes people manage that pretty well, having a combination of it. But myself, um, you know, the older I get, I don't need to fly all the time, but I also don't want to build one of these airplanes, especially when you do a project like this and you see what's involved in it. There again, it's I think it's better just to buy this and like Kendall said, within a year, it's going to come out and be beautiful. I mean, his shop and his skill set, it's its going to be gorgeous with the interior and the paint, and you'll never know. It'll it will look wonderful. Um, so, which basically, you know, my RV-8 is the same thing. I bought it flying and flew it for a year before I decided to strip perfectly good paint off and let his shop do their magic on it, which it came out great. Well, what made you decide to repaint it? Uh, you know, I just wanted to... St- make it my own personalize it a little bit the paint that what was on it was really nice it was hard to do as far as stripping it off but uh, we went with three metallic colors and it's uh, the red is a tri-coat which it's like a candied red wow so it was the first time kendall's shop had shot it and i think the guys were excited to get a project like that and i basically said just this is what i want done and just do it and it came out excellent but uh yeah you know so with that vision i can see this when i look at that airplane out there i i already can see past and i can see what it's going to look like and that's what i'm excited about plus the fact that you know we can go out and and you know all three of us now you know we've got 
my my friend has an RV8, I have an RV8, and that Dennis has got the six. We can go out and fly together just like we do with the biplanes. Very nice. You can do some uh, formation acro. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but we'll do a little formation probably. We'd like to join up, but usually right side up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was just thinking about um, your question, you know, what made you buy it? And I guess I'm, I'm always a sucker for a deal, I guess. But, you know, I think that RVs are largely undervalued. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of value in an RV. Yeah, and this was a broken one. And sure. I don't buy them any other way. I usually drag them home when they're... At the bottom of the at the bottom of the depths of the sea, so to speak. Well, and you've got all the skilled hands to make yeah, them perfect again. Yeah, I, I'm a serial offender. I've I've done half a dozen of this type of thing. Wow, right now. wow, that's huge. How many hours are you going to put into this project? Do you think? I would guess labor hours till it's all together. We're looking at at least two to three hundred hours. All right. Well, that's not horrible. I'm sure Dr. John, as he said, it's wasn't a quick build kit, so he probably had four to 5,000 hours in it. I'm sure yeah, he's I'm, I'm, that close. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he had, I don't know, I mean, you would know more than us, but I would assume he had seven or eight years in that build to build that airplane unless he was working every day. Dr. John was a practicing physician, chief coroner here uh, in the greater Toronto area and part of the flying club, so a super active man. And if I seem to recall, uh, one RV and... Still had the same wife. Good for him. <laughs> That's good. Then he started working on uh, this Luscombe that uh, was found out on the ice in, in uh, I think, Frobisher Bay or Greenland. He rescued, brought it back to, to Toronto to kind of fix it up. That's an entirely different story. That sounds like a good one. Luscombes are great. Quite an interesting uh, aircraft, if I seem to recall. The original pilot's... Uh, had had an issue. They're absolutely in northern Canada, in the middle of absolutely nowhere. They land. They left a note. You know, we're walking to the coast, and they're never to be found. Oh wow! But fortunately, not so much with G Doc, and I think probably because it's got you know good karma. You know, I'd keep that yeah. if you can. You know, yeah, like, that would be. It's going to a good home. I'm. I'm like I said. I'm excited to see what it becomes i i have the vision of that already i know it's going to be a, a great airplane and uh you know the fact that uh, kendall is going to use it you know it, it's a perfect airplane for what his mission is I, I think uh kendall and his wife alicia are going to travel all over that airplane have a great time just just like the doctor did it's going to be a well-traveled airplane and kendall do you guys have a doggy at home well we do we have a golden retriever i don't know that he's going to ride around in there uh, John Van Leeshout, uh, one of the owners, his traveling sidekick was his beagle, Mikey. And Mikey flew everywhere with John, all our trips down to the Bahamas. He was part of the, part of the team at the, our flying club coffee. I'd like to see pictures of that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it was uh, kind of really uh, interesting to say, to say the least. He really, Mikey really became part of the the, uh, the flying club. So he hung out in the in the uh, little baggage compartment in the in the back. Yeah, that's cool. Good fun. I I think the the biggest problem John was trying to 
to get him to map read and <laughs> yeah that's why he put the autopilot else, right? yeah <laughs> yeah i i was shocked how well traveled that airplane was yeah that's in fact amazing. uh you know it, it actually was down at crooked island in the bahamas and a very good friend of mine has a place down there and, and my wife and i were actually just down there in july and when we were driving up kendall's like oh this thing was down at crooked island i'm like you got to be kidding me so it that the airplane was everywhere and and you have the a pictorial of that on some yeah. map showing all these destinations out west and the yeah, there's a map online that uh, depicts its routes and it's been around the perimeter of the u.s across the u.s a few times and down to the bahamas a number of times and it's it's uh it's impressive hopefully uh you guys can meet up sometime with uh, with billy and that'd John. be pretty cool if we get it running again maybe we'll bring it up you know not not here not to this, Not to this yeah, airport, yeah, unfortunately. That's, that's a shame. Say, Levy. Oh, well. I think we're talking about the uh, Buttonville Airport closing at the end of uh, November. Well, guys, it was really great meeting you. And any final thoughts for the Plain Talk audience? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, um, getting an RV that's a project is, uh, is a really great way to get into the game. If I went and bought this kit, I'd have spent three times what i spent to buy the the wreckage so you know i got i got most every part i need to make a airworthy airplane and i you know basically got it for a third of new cost so i think it's a i think it's a good way to get in the game yeah it, it, would, it would be three times the labor and three times the cost to get the same airplane so but you know, there again, not everybody's equipped to do that, nor want the project. So we we sort of both thrive on these hidden gems, you know. And and you have to be able to look through the airplane sitting on the ramp, even if it's a little forlorn looking in that, and you have yep. have that vision of of what it's going to become. So, right. but but now that that airplane's going to fly again, and it's it's going to be nice. No, nobody will recognize it when it's done. I can guarantee you that. Appreciate you uh, jumping last minute into the cockpit. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Anytime. It was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode, please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.